as, as Emily shared, we focus on three simple rules. Do no harm, do good, stay in love with God. And uh, I think that's hard in the midst of a conflict for a few reasons. One, how many of you have ever been right? How many of you, when you enter into an argument, you're like, I know I'm right on this, right? Whenever we start with I'm right, we end up being wrong, right? Make sense? Whenever we start there with I'm right, we end up being wrong, not because our, our factual information was incorrect, but because our heart wasn't in the right place. In all things, begin with love. In all things, begin with love. And you have the argument a little bit differently, right? You have the argument a little bit differently. In the story this morning, Stephen begins uh, leading, and he, he saw that the apostles had gotten arrested. How many of you would join an organization where the leadership is getting arrested? Right. He saw the, the temperature rising. He heard the rhetoric getting more and more cantankerous, and he chose to stand and lead anyway, knowing the risk. Knowing the risk. Now, we in America and, and the modern church, we don't face a lot of risks. What are the risks to our faith? And I'm talking about real risks, not somebody saying happy holidays instead of Merry Christmas. That is not a real risk. Amen. You didn't give me one, I had to get one. So, that's not a real risk. What are some of the risks we have when you live faithfully, when you choose to follow God who loves who? Who does God love? When you choose to follow that God and you talk with people who disagree with you, what do you risk? Losing a friend. There's relational risk, isn't there? What else? Pardon me? Humbling yourself. Because if you approach it with love, you have to begin with, I may not be right, but this is how I see it. And how many of us are like really good at being humble? The first person to raise their hand sort of negates the statement, don't they? I am more humble than all of you. I will teach a lesson on humility. You all have so much to learn, right? Okay. So there are some risks. One of the risks we have is conflict with people we know and love, right? Because right now, I don't know if you've noticed or not, but there's a little bit of conflict happening in our culture. Have you seen it? You know what I'm talking about? There are disagreements, and it seems like it doesn't matter what you say, you're gonna offend somebody. Have you noticed this in reality? Now, there are a couple different reactions to conflict. For some of you, and I'm not gonna point out the people I know this to be true of, but I just did make some eye contact with some of you. Your response when the heat starts going 
and your blood start pressure starts rising is to get ready to fight. Are you ready to rumble? And you're like, yeah, I am. Who among you is that way? Yeah, I already knew that about some of y'all. For some of you, I'm sorry, Becca, I'll try to move more slowly so we don't make the people at home sick. <laughs> For some of you, when the, the heat starts rising and your blood pressure starts going, you get ready to go, run away! Right? How many of you are like that? Depends. That's okay. Whenever we face conflict, we have a couple different reactions, but I want you to look at what Stephen does. Next week, you'll hear more of his story. In fact, I would encourage you to read the whole next chapter because we're going to have to pull out snippets from it for next week because it's really one story. What he begins with is not, you want Smackdown? You want a piece of this? You want to come with me? I'm that you. He doesn't begin with that. And he doesn't begin with, oh no, what will happen if they disagree with me? I don't know, I might wet myself. He doesn't begin with that. Instead, he begins with loving them and inviting them to the kingdom of God. That's where he starts. He invites them to the kingdom of God. He refuses to participate in the power of evil that would destroy and instead comes with love, compassion. That's what he begins with. Now, I don't know about you, but when I see a post on Facebook that irks my sense of right and wrong, first thing that happens is I go, oh, I've got five words that will destroy that individual. Mm. And I type. But then the Holy Spirit, I have a stockpile of discarded posts unsaid things because they weren't loving right begin with love go ahead and pull that up faithfulness chesed in Hebrew means we not only are we believing in God, but we are behaving in a way that reflects that, that attitude and that, that character. Nobody gets into an argument because they think they're wrong, right? Nobody does that. We have a faith and understanding of God and the world that we want to hold true to. The reason that Stephen got into conflict was because he was upending that. How many of y'all like change? Anybody a real big fan of change? Let me rephrase that. How many of y'all have noticed some orange barrels around town? How many of you, when you were driving, you've got a purpose, you're going somewhere, I'm going, and you come up to Orange Barrel Zone, and you go, oh, goody, I get to find another way through. <laughs> Lucky me. I'm not seeing anybody saying that's you. We get upset over our drive getting disrupted. Stephen and the other apostles were saying, you know how you understand the world? Not how it is. 
You know how you think you're special because you were born into the family? You're special because of who God is. And you don't have the right to say, I'm special and you're not. When you've built your whole life on that, how do you think people reacted? They had conflict with him. They stirred up others. They had him arrested. Do you know anybody in your world who thinks they're better than somebody else? Ooh, that was an uncomfortable giggle. How many of you just started naming names? And like, and this is their phone number and this is where they live, right? Okay, so you go to that person and you say, hey, hey, Joe, by the way, I think that you need to reevaluate your life in light of who Jesus is and who Jesus called you to be because you say you're a Christian, but right now you are living as if you were better than everybody else. And Jesus said, you are all loved and we are all children of God. And I think you probably need to change and repent because you were sinning by doing that. How's that conversation going to go? <laughs> Mike, it's going to be fun. I love you, but you're coming at this the wrong way because you're like, I am loving the stir in the pot. Mike, I pray. <laughs> you're killing me. <laughs> but the reality is, when we disagree with somebody, often we go in for the gotcha rather than going in for the love ya. And so what, what Stephen did he didn't go for the gotcha. He went for the love ya first. He stayed true to his faith. And he could only do that by starting with love. Would you pray this with me? God, help us stand in love and faithfulness. I'm not going to have to choose either or. That person who thinks they're better than other people, I can begin by loving them and understanding why they come to that. And I can be faithful to God's call to me to say, everybody belongs to God. God, help us to stand in love and faithfulness. When you bring change to people, you can expect opposition and conflict. It will happen, and sometimes it will happen from within the church. It will happen from people you have known your whole life, people you've worshipped with for years, people you have served with, and how they will disagree with you. And in that moment, we have a choice. We can choose to be right, or we can choose to begin by being loving. And because Stephen began with love, he spoke truth to power, but he did it in love. We are called to do that. We are called to speak truth to power in love. To those who would try to change the world for the worse, we are called to speak truth to power in love. How many of y'all have a politician who you think, ooh, boy, that person needs to go? Last service? Yeah, last service, somebody said all of them. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to raise up one. His name is Mike Braun. He's our senator from our state. And several months ago, he was caught on hot mic saying that he thought that the states should be able to determine whether interracial marriage could happen. Now, he backpedaled very quickly after he got caught. I wrote him because he expressed his intention and his heart. And he responded with, that was taken out of context, to which I replied to his staffer's email back to me, no, I watched the whole thing. It was true to who you are. Now, 
I did not begin with that gotcha moment. I began that conversation with, I love you and I have respect for anybody who raises their head above the trench because very few people want to do that because you raise your head above the trench in our society and people shoot at you. And so you deserve my automatic respect because you have said, I am here to serve and to make my people's life better. And while I may disagree with you about how we get there, I love you that you are trying. When you do this, you cause harm to this family in my neighborhood, to this family who I'm friends with, to this family who I'm related to. Please stop. For the love of God and yourself. Please stop. But I began with love. It is hard to begin with love when you disagree with somebody and you know you're right. But when we do, even if there is no effect from them, we make at least ourselves better, if not the world. Right after this service, we're going to have a conversation about uh, disaffiliation. And I, I had posted something. Uh, my parents' church, hi, Mom, hi, Dad, um, voted last Sunday to, to disaffiliate with the United Methodist Church. Breaks my heart. And I, uh, and I posted because the old understanding was if, if a church wanted to leave, but there were parts of the church that wanted to stay, the part that wanted to stay United Methodist would retain the building, but we've changed that. And so my parents have just been orphaned. And, uh, and I posted that, you know, it was breaking my heart. And, and an individual in our conference who is part of the Global Methodist, well, part of the Wesleyan Covenant Association, because they've stayed United Methodist for insurance, God bless them, they messaged me and told me how, you know, they had family whose church decided to stay and they couldn't stay because of their beliefs. And I replied, I love you and I understand you're hurt, but no United Methodist is kicking anybody out. We welcome everybody, even those we disagree with. Sorry, your parents felt like they had to leave. And they responded back and forth. Having hard conversations doesn't mean we're going to change anybody's mind. But at the very least, if we let them know we love them, we might begin to break the, the hardness of a heart. And that leads to change. You may have some difficult conversations with people in your world. And if you begin with, I'm right, I guarantee roadblocks, you know, you don't like the orange barrels, you're going to get relational orange barrels, aren't you? There are people who believe we need to start with right belief. But in the scripture, it didn't say, for God so had orthodoxy that he gave his only son. There are other people who believe that if we, we need to do the right thing, that doing the right thing is important. I believe that, that doing the right thing is important. I believe that believing the right thing is important. But it wasn't for that that Jesus came. It was for God so loved the world. And in 1 John 3, it doesn't say that, that God is orthodoxy or God is orthopraxy. It says God is love. Always, 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 always begin with love. Always. This week, Isaac and I were walking the dog, and uh, he brought up a statement. The ends justify the means. And I looked at him and I said, when did you read Machiavelli's The Prince? And he was like, I read it in a Star Wars book, which made me laugh. 
Machiavelli was a political philosopher who believed that if your cause was just and moral, you could do whatever you wanted to get there and it was okay. In the 80s, we had a pastor who believed that he wanted to reach more people for Jesus Christ. That's a good thing, right? And he believed the way to do that was through contemporary music. Because in his words, quote, those who like the hymnody of the past are relics of a passing age. Tell me how you feel about that, Rita. <laughs> he said, in 20 years, there will not be any churches using hymns. Our early service, we had about 80, 90 people here, 80? Felt like it was about 70 or 80. Anyway, who were singing hymns. When we discard people for even for a good cause, when, when we have this right action we want to see happen, but we don't love people enough to care for them where they are, every time we are wrong. And I'll be honest, his church grew. A lot of churches began copying his practices. We wonder why the church is losing people when we don't love people. My people always love. Always begin with love. As so far so good comes up. I was trying to think of what action to send you out with this week. I mean, we're talking about conflict, so I thought about saying, go and have a conflict with somebody and love them. <laughs> I thought that may not be the best idea. But how many of you anticipate having a conflict this week? How many of you anticipate getting on Facebook this week? How many of you anticipate getting in your car this week and driving with other human beings? <laughs> Take it to God, not to Facebook. Before you post anything, before you give a hand signal to another driver, before you react in the store. Begin with love. Begin with love, my friends. Before you respond to somebody who hurts you, begin with love. Would you pray with me? Lord, send your Holy Spirit to remain in holy love for all your people, especially those with whom we disagree. I hope this week that when you get into conflict, because if you're loving people, you shouldn't be loving. When you're welcoming people, you shouldn't be welcoming. When you're caring for those you shouldn't care for, you're gonna have somebody who calls you stupid. And I hope in that moment when they call you stupid, you don't go, takes one to know one, because that's not gonna be helpful. I said it last service, so it wasn't just because you said it to me. In that moment, I hope you begin with love. And I hope you love that person enough to know that they're responding from their brokenness. And instead of laying down a smackdown or a runaway, you pray. Would you pray with me one more time? Lord, send your spirit to help me remain in holy love for all your people, especially those with whom I disagree.